0: Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petia Koloboa, and today's guest is very, very, very special to my heart because I am so inspired by her work, by her experience, and by the difference she's really making in a world. And It's really inspiring to me to see women who are creating the new paradigm that are rewriting the old truths and empowering other women to live from a place of alignment and true. And Elena is definitely doing that. So Elena, thank you so much for being here today, despite of everything that is happening in uh, life and environment. I feel like it's, it's really beautiful when we can honor and and show up so Elena for those who are hearing about you for the very first time in their lives What do you feel is one of the most important things that you would love people to know about you? Because, you know, when we are shifting the world, there is a lot of things we can put in our bio and say about ourselves. And it can be sometimes a little bit different from how do we want the world to see us? And what do we really want people to know about us? So what would you love the people, the women who are listening right now to really know about you? Um, I'm a dancer. (laughs) That is so beautiful. And I love that you have this like beautiful and simplicity around you, you know, that you really know how to shed the light on things and highlight the most important thing. And um, the reason why I connected with you was very personal and I know that when I go through something personally, there are other women who are going through the same things and not all of them have the support and the circle around them to know how to really heal or deal with things. Because when I was um, connected with you, it was in a time that I was personally going through my miscarriage, you know, the past couple months. And I was very... um, I am a kind of person who loves like investigating and learning a lot of things and I have learned a lot about you know birthing and I had to work through a lot of things myself through the experiences of my mother and her traumas with the birthing and Really declaring that that won't be my experience. So I feel like there's a lot of traumas really surrounded around birthing, and we are not talking about certain things until you're pregnant or until you're scared with the doctor. So, how do you notice the the world, what we are being told and shown, and you know, about birthing, and what did you experience that can be different?
1: Well, um, there is a reason why I said the dancer. You know, it's like it's a step beyond everything I've already done, experienced, taught, learned, um, fell on my face, and raised my myself by my hair, and put myself back on some kind of trajectory and kept moving, but. Beyond all of that, there is a point when you just want to do only what you love doing and what you feel like doing and what you are passionate about. And now I am I am dancing every day. And that is how you know if you don't feel like dancing and singing every day, it means that there is something to look at. Mm-hmm. But there is something is preventing you from expressing kinesthetically your uh, creative urges, your um, sexual urges. You, If you don't have desires to express yourself creatively, sexually, um, in your laughter, in your just deep appreciation of life then it means that there is something that is holding you back
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what we're looking for what is it that is holding me back from just painting a, a new painting or, or or creating a new poem or a new friendship or or, or a new baby you know that's that's in, as a final result of the the looking deep, you know, you don't want to get lost in that digging and digging and digging and and working with your trauma. There comes a point when you feel like, oh, I don't, I can call off the search, and I can just lean back and enjoy my life and and be present for whatever is in the moment. It's like right you know before we started i had no idea what we're going to talk about what will be called forth but that's the thing in that um simplicity there is trust that when there is a call there is response then we can just play and dance with the energy with that vortex that is being called forth between you and i and maybe somebody will find it interesting and would listen to it Mm -hmm. so it's really that simple that when people are done with dealing with their trauma and fighting and, and killing each other and, and being jealous and greedy, when when people are done with all of that, what do they do? They dance and sing. That's what the village does, the authentic village. When people get together, they celebrate, they dance, they sing. They And it doesn't have to be like pour some whiskey into me so I can go wild because when there is a lot of pent-up energy that was not danced out, was not expressed, then it's going to like take over and, and it, it might look really unsightly and messy. That's why we have to hold ourselves back because I don't want to make a fool out of myself. Well, the thing is, none of us are fools. None of us are really um not worthy of 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 trying to to find where we are that 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 being that took so much courage to incarnate to take on the body you know, <laughs> to walk this earth at this time on this planet and it just really takes a lot of a lot of commitment to um, to follow the original impulse of the spirit to be on this planet right now. Mm. So, what, whatever it was that made us disconnect with that original impulse, that's what we need to look at. And it is basically trauma. It is trauma that uh, we um, absorbed in the nine months of pregnancy. And throughout the birth, the way birth happened. And then in the early childhood, when we were not able to experience um, the, the loving and care that would allow us to overcome the trauma received during gestation and birth. You know, it's at any given moment, there is a possibility to turn things around and neutralize that trauma. But when we're little, we're very dependent on the, you know, grown-ups that are wound. And if they only would know how to meet our needs, the, even if they only would know that we do have the needs that are beyond just being fed on time or, or being warm or whatever, clean, you know, the, there are emotional needs that we have uh, since the moment of conception. Really, on, on many levels, our needs are already present when we're still fetuses in our mother's womb. Mm. In the womb. <laughs> well, it, there is a reason for this uh, mistake because we have thousands and thousands of years of kind of playing the old record of mm. um, our young ones and it's uh, the womb became the wound when women disowned their capacity to give birth in grace and ease and uh, adopted this notion of suffering and agony in birth mm. programming, programming future generation on agony mm. Kind of, I believe that that's what Bible calls the original sin. When we're born into agony, agony becomes our basic settings. That becomes norm. That becomes the, the, the habit. That certain range of frequencies that that call forth the sensations of suffering and fear and pain. That's our comfort zone on this planet right now because it's been a few thousand years that it, we've been um, perpetuating that bad habit. But the thing is, it's really, truly nothing but bad habit because the universe really did not just forget that that particular species also needs a way of procreation. You know, every species has a way of procreating. And we're the only ones who are suffering. Well, and the ones that were adopted, like all the species that are domesticated. Yeah. They're kind of uh, you know, going with the program. They adopted our addiction to suffering.
0: Wow. Wow. That is really, really powerful because it really makes you like reflect, you know, because it goes from generation to generation to generation. So... How do you feel that now that we are listening to you, now that we become conscious of this, that it's passing from generation to generation, how can we change it? How can we neutralize the trauma? How can we choose differently? And also I'm curious, when when do you believe, because of course every person can have different beliefs, but... When do you believe that the, the soul of the baby starts being affected with how the mother is feeling or is it already in the mother because she acquired it from mom and grandma and great grandma and it's already going to the baby right away in a the, in the moment of like right the conception? Well, it's not like
1: one size fits all. (laughs) Every soul has a different agenda and every soul comes into a different timeline in a different karmic situation. So uh, I strongly believe that there is no such thing as one, uh, you know, that's when it happens. Uh, uh, Every soul has its own journey. It depends on... See, it's so multidimensional. When we bring into equation the the soul, then we have to remember that there is also the spirit and the body that is being acquired and built at the moment. So um, there is infinite amount of dimensions in that equation. But for our purposes, like not to get lost completely, we would think, the the spirit soul and the body in that order because the spirit is our divine masculine for any gender you're coming into Uh, the soul is our divine feminine and the body is their child it's kind of the the quintessential um product of their alignment and union and their intention to incarnate so the and the thing is the spirit does have that intention because there is curiosity, there is creativity, there is so many things that the spirit is not able to experience without the, the body. Like you can't kiss, you can't make out if you don't have arms and legs and lips and, and the skin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yourself>. <laughs> yeah. So if there is interest in, in this planet as a spirit, you are kind of helpless, because, you know, imagine yourself, you're driving a car, and there is deer on the side of the road, and you start yelling to the deer not to, not to, <laughs> to cross the road. Well, what good is it going to do? So, it's like spirit is watching this planet, and it's like, don't do this, and we have no way of <laughs> hearing it. So, it's like, Oh, forget it. I'm just going to get the body and go tell them, that, like, love each other. Basically, that's the message we all come with. You know, the hey, people, you are not supposed to be fighting. We're supposed to just sing and dance together. Mm. There is so many ways to enjoy the, this planet and this body. You know, every cell in the skin has a pleasure receptacle even amoebas have pleasure receptacles Mm -hmm. there is nothing else but there is that pleasure receptacle (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and we can can just be so creative in every which way we can enjoy this gorgeous gorgeous planet but no we just have to have right now it's yeah 170 wars going on on the planet and people are suffering and killing each other and who needs that i don't know anybody who needs that you don't know anybody who needs that but yet it's happening every century every every year there there is enormous suffering on this planet and what is the mechanics of it from what i understand there is that the mechanics of it is the, the programming see the the fetus of the baby girl is absorbing all the experiences of the mother before she even gets pregnant, because there is the egg inside the woman. It's true. And she was the egg in her grandmother's, even halfway through her mother's pregnancy, because that's the thing. When I was, uh, you know, I am right now grandma, and my daughter had an egg. And my granddaughter already has the eggs of her grandchildren. Because that's just how nature works. It's We are all so closely um, intertwined that um, our choices, decisions, experiences are affecting like seven generations down and up. You know, my decisions are affecting the past because the past is also multidimensional and variable and holotropic, holographic. English is my second language
0: too. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll figure it out together. (laughs)
1: so sometimes it's like you know, wires crossed so um what what we choose to do with our life is affecting the whole timeline in the family but also karmically it's it's very multi dimensional so it's in in horizontal timeline but also in vertical timeline so it's very important to learn to be mindful and to notice the patterns of behaviors because all of our behavioral, emotional, mental patterns are rooted in some kind of early experiences Mm. that can be traced. So how do you know if you're traumatized? Just look at the patterns of your choices, of situations. Because sometimes it looks like, I didn't do it. Yes, you didn't do it. But you are in the circuitry of specific pattern that you have the enormous power to manifest. And it's not always uh, like just everything is your responsibility. No, because you are part of the great um, entanglement So if you are not holding your healthy boundaries, you get easily tossed and turned within other people's games. So it's very important to learn to be grounded in your own center, center of gravity, in your own um, cocoon of of, um, responsibilities. So find your boundaries. And just be responsible for that, for your own space. Not for the world, not for somebody else. Even our children are not our responsibility in the big picture. You know, They have their own soul and spirit, their own soul and spirit's agenda, their own karmic uh, timeline. So w- what we can do is only do our best with who we are at any given moment to offer them the example of being authentic and real and, and mm-hmm. true to the moment, to yourself, to, in your self-respect in your self-love, that's the best we can do for them basically, honestly, um, be present and that quality of presence gives them the safety to be present for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they stay safe mm-hmm. because when, when are we not safe? when we're not present in the body? when we're not present in the um, in our environment, when we're distracted, dissociated, um, fragmented by all the you know life's demands, it's very easy to get dissociated. And this is actually the whole point of conscious birth because, um, dissociation is a brain's merciful mechanism not to be present when going gets tough so it's much easier to be kind of in parallel reality when something scary is happening so you actually have the the ability to have cold mind to find your way out of that situation and if you're caught it's also you know in the wild if you're a prey it's and and you're about to be torn apart by sharp teeth of a tiger. You know, it's it's not nice to be present there. So dissociation is a built-in mechanism to really help us uh, survive tough times. But the the flip side of it is that we are just being born, right? We're we're brand new. All our uh, nerve endings on the skin are brand new. They're so, so new and sensitive, right? And all of a sudden there is all this sensory overload with noises, r- rough sensations and, and um, bright lights. And, and, and the world suddenly flipped. We were in this warm, dark, environment and suddenly whoosh, whoosh, and and you're being handled and poked with needles and and cold and and uh, well, everything gets so overwhelmed so the baby goes into that state of dissociation which actually disconnect the body from the soul and spirit that's a, what is dissociation it's the we're checking out we're disconnecting from from the completeness and wholeness of our being. We don't sense anymore. That's the thing that the, the soul is our feelings and as our sensations, that's our heart that is the governing organ of the soul. It's, it's where we can connect heart to heart with another person, right? And our spirit, the divine masculine is the connection with the source from which we just separated we just arrived from that um intimate connection with the source of all where there is nothing but bliss there is nothing but the sense of love and union and everything that's the basically there is nothing else right and all of a sudden we are getting fragmented and layered and cut off due to that sensory overload so my uh my intention for working with conscious birth was that how to prevent the state of dissociation mm. in the newborns th- so they can maintain that connection with the source that is our birthright it's it's a given mm. it's it's uh, we don't know anything other than that before we get knocked out of it, it, it mm. It's very important to provide that gentle exit from non-existence into existence without disruption of this juicy and and, and omnipresent connection with the source. Mm. and and when we get dissociated and knocked out of that um, alignment between spirit soul and the body then we need to be gently uh relaxed gently reminded that you're safe it's okay it's okay i've got you i've got you you can relax and find your way back into that alignment and Depending on the degree of stress, depending on the uh, level of of uh, sensation that we experience that knocked us out of it, you know, depending on what kind of environment we're in, that would take different amount of time. If the baby um, is in that um, bubble. Of love and safety, feeling uh, welcomed and loved and, and cherished and and adored. And the baby will literally just, oh, okay, oh, relax and get back into where it was, you know, where, <laughs> where everything was fine. But then, if there is separation, if the baby is in the incubator, if, if the mother is. Uh, too drugged from C-section and doesn't really know how to hold the baby, how to breastfeed, or, or th- th- there is like hundreds of ways of maintaining that dissociation. Then, then it might never come back, which is basically the uh, clinical picture of our general Earth population. Mm. That, yeah, that the majority of people on this planet never, ever got a new reference point of of that alignment, of that connection with the source again. And then they have to come up with all the different ways of choosing a religion, choosing a doctrine, choosing a drug, uh, um, an, an, an addiction. Basically, all addictions are that innate longing to go into that state of of belonging somewhere of connecting with this bliss with with feeling the what we felt like before we got the body so it's some people get addicted to sex some people get addicted to sugar (laughs) or movies when we we can keep ourselves completely continuously in the state of dissociation just watch tv 20 hours a day or roll facebook or whatever it is yeah
0: yeah I can see that, how how really people are living disassociated, you know, really disconnected from their bodies, their truth, their purpose. And it's, it's painful to watch it. And it's also like bringing me hope to know that there are people who are awakening and who are dancing and who are singing and who are coming back and being the inspiration and being the catalyst. I see you as a beautiful catalyst of possibilities and how to reconnect because I feel like it's never too late. I feel like it's always a good time to have a good time on this earth. So Elena, this is so beautiful and, and, and really so deep and, um, I'm wondering if people want to connect more with you and your work, what are the places that they can find you? What are the places they can learn more about you? Because I feel like you're such a well of wisdom that there is so much within you that, that you have to share. So if people want to learn and more uh, or dance with you or grow with you, where they can find you. I have a website, person to Mm being.com.
1: Um, that's basically the the hub, <laughs> birthintobeing.com. I was doing trainings um, all over the world. I taught in fifty eight countries in the last twenty years, but with COVID, uh, it all stopped all my travels, and I actually retired officially retired in uh, January of this year. Um, two months short of forty years of you know, serving the birthing field. But I've trained quite a few of uh, uh, willing souls to do what I did. So um, one 10-day training just finished in Germany. But there are um, other people, uh, amazing, amazing powerhouse women Mm -hmm. who are offering this work um, in many places. Uh, uh, I will update my website shortly because right now I think there is only one training is on the schedule in Germany of uh, in 2023 but um, there is uh, two more that I know that are coming and um, we will update the website but in the meantime there is a person to being online course and then there is Uh, one-on-one sessions with uh, my graduates. And also there is hours and hours of my interviews and videos that are available. I'm all over virtual world. (laughs) So there is a lot of information out there. It's just the intention to, to, to understand what's happening inside you, what's holding you back. And then it doesn't have to be birth into being. Just when you have that intention, when you have that desire to set yourself free, then it start coming. You, the answers will start pouring from every angle in most unexpected places sometimes. And it's really so many resources right now with internet being at our fingertips there is a lot of places where we can and it's, it's important to actually at some point to get uh help because what we can do for ourselves ourselves that's a big portion of it it's the majority of the work that needs to happen but then there comes a moment when the like the the cream de la cream of the healing experience is being held. Yeah. Somebody who knows how to hold you. Yes. Somebody who is completely willing and able to be <clears> hundred percent <throat> present and and skillful at holding you exactly in the way you were not hold, held yes. when you needed it when you were little.
0: Mm.
1: That's that's the piece that is very important, that that holding, and physical holding, physical connection. It's very warm, kinesthetic present, like literally being held. That's one of the things why my workshops were so effective, because there was the uh, instant, um, the same intensity at the same time, triggering the cortex, the limbic, and the reptilian brain, the, the mental, the emotional, and the physical aspect of the beingness, that neither one of them was competing with each other. So if you can find a place where you can be witnessed and activated on all three levels with the same intensity mm-hmm. in, in a skillful environment, that's what basically gives a new reference point in the nervous system, how you're supposed to feel, you know, originally, Yes. what, what it was like to, to be who you truly are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm before you get hammered with all the very overload.
0: Mm, So beautiful. I love that you're leaving this beautiful legacy, Ellen, now that you can like retire in peace and enjoy life dancing and singing around and investing your time with the family and friends. And there is a legacy. You know, there, there are people who are doing your work and keep sharing it and keep spreading it. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for 40 plus years of being the beautiful you and doing the work that you are doing. And uh, I'm really thankful that we had this time because I personally feel very inspired. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me.